Looking for a new career? Welcome to Do HVAC Training Service Center in North Charleston. Enroll today in our comprehensive HVAC training hands-on field experience-based program covering troubleshooting, maintenance, installation, and more on various HVAC systems and ductwork. We offer EPA and NAIC preparation and testing along with various certifications. Enjoy payment options. Achieve certification in under five months. Enroll now for your new journey of skill development and career advancement. Log on to DEWHVACTrainingSC.com to inquire. Birdie Boy Productions is so excited to present Shane Torres' first stand-up special called Blue-Eyed Mexican. It premieres at 4 p.m. Pacific time, December 10th on YouTube. So please go to YouTube, 4 p.m. Pacific time, December 10th, and check out Blue-Eyed Mexican. You can find it on Shane's YouTube channel, Shane Torres or Bert Kreischer. Thank you so much for watching. I can't wait for the world to see it. I'm scraping off the cheese. I don't like your attitude about it. I don't like the look at a bread. How about the fact that they, this has been hit, sitting here since 7.30 this morning? Yeah. <laughs> hey! Something's burning, something's burning. Something's burning. You have no idea what a pedestal I put you two on. When I had Georgia, all I did when I came home off the road, featuring. I was featuring, making 700 bucks a week. My, one, my, my moment of grounding was I had to come home. I just had Georgia. My wife would sleep. I'd let her sleep. And I would watch... All the, all the week's Tough Crowds and, and Chappelle Show was on right after you guys. Right. So I had those two DVRs. I remember there was, a, there was a joke you made one time that I almost spit coffee on my daughter. Bobby Kelly was trying to say he was Irish. And you went, yeah, you and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> I could quote Tough Crowd lines for the rest of my life. There's a lot of, there's millennial kids who, who Found it online and, right. and, and love it. That's what's so cool. About one thing about the internet. It was it was the greatest. It was the greatest sensibility. I remember Voss would say a line, and you'd force the audience to go, "No, no, no, he's earned this silence." Yes, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, and I used to stop applause. I wouldn't even let them applaud when I came out, because I was like, I hate clapter, even before it was clapter. Yeah. I said nobody applaud when I come out and do a monologue. You either laugh or you don't. Nobody wants applause. We're not a, a rally, you know. What was it like working backstage at that show? Because yeah, I know oh. you and Geraldo and oh. and were writers. If we knew better, we would have filmed the stuff in the green. The room. stuff in the green room because it was brutal. But it was funnier well, than the show. I remember like uh, Jim Norton coming in with a sandwich and a bunch of chips on his plate, and him and Keith Robinson get into it. So Keith just slaps the fucking plate <laughs> yeah. out of his hand on the floor, and steps on the sandwich, <laughs> and then walks out. <laughs> Shit like that. Then I get into it with Jim David. He uh, got my face because oh, I made yeah. an AIDS joke. <laughs> I didn't and all his oh, friends back in gay. You guys got yes, into it. Yes, he's right in my face. And that's when I came up with that line that's about he, Jim David. He came up, he got in Nick's face, but it was a close to a hernia Jim. And Jim goes, he's the only guy I hope has garlic on his breath. That's what Nick said. about Jim? Because I made an and, and Patrice we filmed backstage. I, well, I was Patrice saying was, the meanest shit. And, and Patrice was crying. He was laughing so Patrice hard. Patrice was mean too. Yo, it's fucking lot, brutal. I mean, the other show was kind of mean. Like, I understand now how a lot of people would come on and be like, what is this? But, you know, it was, just, it was in the tag fest. Yeah, wait, wait. That's what I, I, what I find the most comical is the uh, rebranding of Patrice in the new millennia. Like, everyone thinks of Patrice and did not know him at all. Right. Like, he was exhausting. If he wanted, oh, yeah. if he wanted to oh, pick at yeah. you, you were going to melt down and blow up. I, he had a special ability to tear apart Eddie Ift. I mean, he would take yes. Eddie Ift yes. to fucking a... And myself, too. Anyone younger? Yeah. yeah. 
That's how guys how bond everybody. when they hang out. Yeah. Colin, you grew up around here, right? Yeah, well, I grew up about 15 minutes away that way. Really? But I went to um, summer school right next door. Summer school? Summer yeah. school. I had to go to summer school. Was it fun? Did you have a hip teacher who liked to surf in the afternoons? Um, like that I movie? don't think you guys understand the concept of summer school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw the movie Summer School with Mark Harmon. It yeah, looked I mean, like a blast. It wasn't like that. <laughs> Summer school was like, but this is like 75 or 76. So summer school is all the kids that need to catch up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just every high school in Brooklyn, the, the kids that are <laughs> bad enough to screw up, but not bad enough to go, fuck summer school. I'm not going to fucking school. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't the criminal kids. Yeah. But it was kids that were like, ah, I messed up, but I'm still going to try to do this. So it's all the party animals and shit. So we'd all come in. So you'd see all the, all the black kids would come from East New York, Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, mostly over there. Yeah. Right? they come in off the trains. They're hanging out with each other, smoking their joints. <laughs> then you have me and my friends who were like kind of Irish-ish, sort of from that part, Bay Ridge and Park South. So you bonded immediately. It was just me and a couple of guys. Yeah. And then the Italians, and I was so impressed because Italians, even back then, they would never take the train. Cause, and they lived in Bensonhurst and stuff. Yeah. And they'd come in tanned, you know what I mean? <laughs> White clothes, just all jacked like this. And they come, oh, oh, the girls and guys all dolled up to summer school, just yeah. poof, poof, you see like all muscle cars like the 70s, and just get out of the car blasting their radios. And it was just everybody Kiss was- Kiss And everybody was in their own little section. But then we had to go to class together. So it was and, like uh, the breakfast club, only more dangerous. Right, it was like- The like breakfast club meets grease yeah. and- yes. uh, it meets and fucking lock up. Belly. And it was- <laughs> And it's so, it was just so specific in a funny way. And the Puerto Ricans coming in from the Bushwick, which Bushwick used to be all Puerto Ricans, and so in Sunset Park. And so we, all the all the riffraff that was better than prison. Yeah, but, we weren't, it wasn't all thug kids. It was, it was just, all people that were like, ah, laughing all year, screwing yeah. up, cutting class. Yeah, I'm sure it's a couple of, but it was basically. Were you well, cutting class? Were you dyslexic? You seem like a breakout. What was the? I don't know what my problem was. I really, but I literally would go to school and I would treat it like, yeah, I'll go to class or not. I don't care. <laughs> like I just, I don't know what my problem was. Because my problem was I needed to be. Sounds like your attitude, man. Yeah, I had a very bad attitude. I felt I just got bored and I was maybe, I, I don't know if I had ADD, but I just get bored and I would I just. I would say ADD. And I just found like, I, I had no ethical issues with cheating on tests. Oh, I never had a problem cheating yeah, on tests. Yeah, I was just We're like, oh, girlfriends. you can cheat? All right, I'll do that. I didn't care. But yeah. um, then later on in life, I was like, what an idiot I was. I could have, yeah, you know what I mean? I could have really done something there. Wait, so wait, uh, tell me the story you told Terry Gross about the black kid that came into his class. This, I, I, this is one of the hardest I've ever laughed. Terry Gross, that was, I was on there 15 years ago. I know, I know. And probably this story you're gonna tell is probably why I was never invited back, but go ahead. No, you, this, <laughs> I, I, the, you were saying, she was talking about your sense of humor, and you said, oh, the, the black kids were always really funny. I remember the hardest I ever laughed one time. One oh, the, yeah. When, I know exactly what you're going to tell. Yeah. And I'll name the kid, Mark Williams. Yeah. And the kid he's talking to was named Godfrey. And uh, not that Godfrey. No. And, uh, and he uh, comes Arthur. into class, our teacher yelled at us, like, really hardcore. Like, she screamed at and was like, Miss Ferrara. I still remember. You remember everybody's name for June? And then we're sitting there all quiet. And, you know, she, she really scared us, you know? And then... It's, the bell rang, so the end of school is about happening. So Mark Williams just opens the door like this and goes, Godfrey, your father says to leave the shoes on the back steps of the school, he's got to go to work, and shut the door. <laughs> didn't, didn't wait for his laugh, just shut the door. 
There's a moment of silence when people are like, what are you? And then even Miss Raw, who was fuming, was crying. Because it was just delivered like this. Dead pan, shut the door, and left. Like, this family's so poor. They're, they're sharing. Two, they got to share shoes. You get to wear them to school, I have to wear them to work. Oh, God bless them. Uh, God bless them. I mean. I was driving to Sacramento listening yes. to something, and I'm crying, fucking laughing. Going, I wish I met that kid. Oh, that kid, that kid was hilarious. Oh. He was funny oh. as hell. There was like about, yeah, there was about eight to ten kids in, in school that were just, you know, oh. really funny. Those were the, the hardest I would ever laugh when I went to All Boys Catholic High School would be the, the moments. And this Uh-oh. is... You know where this is going. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Guys, this is a bit of a run by you. No, uh, Ty Rodriguez. I was in 10th grade religion class. Mr. Mercandante was, I sat in the front, Ty sat directly behind me. Mr. Mercandante said, Mr. Kreischer, when Jesus was on the cross, Peter came to him at the bottom of the cross, climbed up to him, and he said something. Jesus said something to Peter. What did Jesus say to Peter? And I had no fucking idea. Right. And Ty Rodriguez leans up behind me and goes, I can see your house from here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm fucking crying, laughing. And he's like, what's so funny? What did Jesus... But those moments, I really think, have. are the fuck, the hardest... trying to be a comic. Well, you, And you grew up as an athlete. Yeah. And bo- I, I always say, ball, bus, like ba- being on the baseball team, I played baseball my whole life. I, it's that's it's yeah, where your personality yeah. is formed. Yeah, absolutely. Was that like, what was that like in the locker rooms? You have a uh, locker room talk? Uh... <laughs> I had a filthy mouth, even in... I, I remember getting in trouble in, in elementary school, my, at least three times. Really? Teachers calling and say, you sent up. Because I would hang out with my sister Darlene's friends, who were four years older than me. And I was in, like, second grade. I was hanging out oh, with so sixth you were grade. Oh, so you were the, like, young kid that just... You had to raise the bar up here. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So oh, I, shut I, the I, fuck I used to up. curse up a storm at, at, at school. And, and even in high school... My father was in the during a football game, yeah. uh, you know that I'm in playing in. My father goes in to to take a piss in the men's room at, at halftime, and the two guys piss, and this guy goes to this other guy. DePaulo's a hell of a football player. He's got a filthy fucking mouth. Father <laughs> 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 gave me a little lecture after. I'm like, oh, I'm on a football field. I can't about, fucking say shit like that. How about when you were gonna get the scholarship and you, after your shoulder injury? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, not that That's funny my favorite story, story, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wait, 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 what is I it? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I, at my senior year, I was told I was getting a full scholarship to UNH, and... Which is uh, a good school, yeah. Uh, we have a banquet at the end of the year, a football banquet in high school, yeah. and the guest speaker was the head coach at UNH. <laughs> I, I dislocated both my shoulders several times my senior year and stuff, yeah. and had to play with a harness, like, to keep them in the socket and shit. Yeah. So uh, we get, this is the head coach. Of, I think I'm going to UNH when I fall, but one of my coaches gets up there and starts bragging about how I played with my shoulders hanging by a fucking thread. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the guy's leg. And sure enough, Betancourt, Coach Betancourt, who went to UNH, who's an All-American, and he was the one helping me get the... He calls me the next day. The guy said right after the banquet, he had a meeting with him, said, this guy's damaged goods. Oh, Hilarious. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Isn't that great? So oh, that's... I walked on at UMaine, and I earned a partial scholarship. I, I missed shit. my first couple of years, but I had to... What, uh, what, what position did you I was play? a running back. I get, you were a running back? I, I get recruited as... Well, it's Maine. It's not fucking Alabama. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fastest running back in the you know Northeast Conference. I ran, ran a five eight forties, but uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, I forget what we we're talking about. Boy, I'm gonna fucking die of governance tonight. My mother say. Oh. But yeah, that's what uh, 
I, I, I get recruited as a strong safety, which oh, I, yeah? I played both in, in high school, so. All right, I'm gonna pound this real quick. Yeah, so we don't pound that. We're making chicken parm sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, my guest today. My guests today are <laughs> Rocco Desperado. Two of my favorite comics <laughs> in the world. They have given me so many hours of joy. I can quote jokes they've said fucking 20 years back, I can quote to them. Nick DiPaolo, Colin Quinn. Yes. And old friends. And I would say the guard of New York. Like when you look at like when like I say in LA we got, you know, Rogan is like our guy that kind of like, he like if you, sure. if, you have, if you have any big business questions, you can always hit up Rogan, you can run into a store. Yeah. That's you guys here, you guys have, are yeah. like. No, nobody it's not. Comes, nobody yeah. comes to me for clarifying. Guess advice. what? <laughs> People ask me business questions like, how can you remain broke and be this famous all these years? <laughs> that is Rogan's a really great a question. You, you have yeah. written, you've done more things in this business than anyone. Right. You so, wrote, what, you wrote the movie where they kidnapped the David oh, Wayans. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, what was that movie? Don't spit on the chicken. Is he doing this right? <laughs> Look at this. We're battering it down so it's thin. Then we're gonna saute it. Ow, fucking this shit. This is weird. <laughs> I know, because we're watching you now, so you're getting weird. How much has this business changed? from when you think about you having to write a script to succeed and then all of a sudden the fucking idiots just fly into Brooklyn, make a cooking show, and like, like there's no thought into it. I didn't, we didn't think this through. We barely know the recipe. I'm not a good interviewer. Like. Make Nick cook it. I want you no, to, I don't want to taste a step. terrible meal. No, it's gonna be great, Colin. You're gonna be shocked. He's a real cook. I, I know. He already, he cook? already. Jared, my career yeah, I have a cooking show. That's a good point. That's right. What are we thinking? <laughs> yeah. Has the Food Network uh, reached out you? But they you passed can't. so well, hard. Well, because you're a straight They passed so quickly. They're like, well, in... they don't allow testosterone on that network anymore. No, <laughs> they, they passed on all my shows. Travel Channel. I got fired from Travel Channel. You did? What were you doing on? You didn't like travel. I had, a, I had, a, I had show. I was on there for nine years. And they just one day the she was just like, uh, the new president was like. Yeah, we're gonna go in a different direction. Not overweight and cursing and yeah, travel channel. Nine yeah. years. No, nine years. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I have it all DVR. I just tried some of the episodes. I did John Rogan's podcast twice. I feel like we're making pork on the road. <laughs> we're making fucking chicken parm with a, uh, a fucking Canadian uh, Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> nice hat, Otis. What time did you do back at the cell? Why does that one look so much worse than the other two? That, yeah, that one? looks like a. What are we doing here? Some type of uh... chicken parm sandwiches. I should feel like I should cut them to make them fit on the bread because they're not going to fit on the bread. I feel bread, like but... you should pick up the pace because if you think I'm sitting here for a three-hour fucking podcast, <laughs> you're living in the goddamn This is why I went to summer school. <laughs> I fucking think you zero attention span. I'm just saying, it's 3:15. He just started hammering the thing. I was sitting here from 2:45 like this. Hmm, when's he going to fucking start hammering that goddamn chicken? <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, boy, New York. Is that fucking Florida? Pick up the fucking thing. Come on, let's get this. You ever see Matthew Broderick and Glory? Hey! The sergeant grabs a rifle, shows him. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Ah, that's a long story. I mean, it's an obscure Let me see a plate. Um, a plate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Before we eat this, I'm a bit of a diva. That better not be fucking shitty uh, sauce. sauce. No, it's, oh, no, it's homemade. Oh. Yeah. Is he lying? <laughs> no. Yes, he is. He goes like this. Only, only a comedian could do that that quickly. He goes, no, it's homemade. And just, I know, it's fucking, like he's lying to a girl. The gesture is what makes a fucker. The other night, two nights ago. That's how you picked up on it? Two nights ago, Voss and Bonnie were at the cellar. So he goes like this, Bonnie goes to the waitress, uh, and he goes to Voss, I'd like to see a menu. And Voss goes, and he wasn't trying to be funny, he goes, 
Hey, could you give a menu for... <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Didn't even have the courtesy to go her. Never mind her name. Just gestures violently, like, please. It was so... It was like scenes from a marriage. The first time I was in the cellar uh, ever, I was young, and I was Jim Norton was at the bar. Greg Doyle was on the other side. And I'm trying to get a drink, and I look at Jim, and I go, hey, Jim... What's the bartender's name? And he goes, Jeffrey. And I yes. Went, <laughs> I go, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey. He got me about eight times. Yes. Oh. oh, he's great at that. I feel like if you don't, I feel like there's something in eight, like you, and you have to be born with that spirit to enjoy that, doing that, even That's if you're right. the only one that That's gets right. the joke. That's right. It was so, yeah, he's always, he's always does bull breaking shit like that. that oh. he, they, he, he shits himself in the elevator and gets off. Yes. Leaves yeah. you with the other 10 people. He, no, he really that's is. Funny you, know that's, you know, he said that that's where Chip came from, is that he would be on a date with his girlfriend, and he would just start doing Chip to the waitress, and his girlfriend would go, hey, she doesn't know you're not really that person. Right. And she thinks I'm now dating that person. Right. And so he would just lean into it more. Into oh, you're like well, it's like Jim Florentine. You ever see what he used to... They're that same... Like, he used to go uh, to restaurants all the time, and he'd be oh, like, can God. I have a little pepper? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. He puts pepper. He goes, I like a little more, if you don't mind. And just and he literally would do it until there was a pile of pepper on top <laughs> of his that fucking food. That made me uncomfortable. I've watched that clip. Oh, you see, <laughs> it makes me so pepper. uncomfortable because he doesn't give in for a second. Well, it's a waste I, of good I pepper. Chase yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> with that fucking voice, that devil voice. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? I, I, I didn't say stop. <laughs> there was a roast a couple of years ago, and it was right after Florentine's wife left him for the cop, <laughs> and the fucking hammering he took. Oh, I cannot stop laughing. Oh God. I mean, people were just killing him on his wife, leaving him for a gun. <laughs> I don't think either of you ever joined into uh, pedestrian life, where, like, you had to go to your kid's school and, like... No, that would be adult life. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, a, like where you have to hang right. out with people that don't get comedy. Right. Like, we went to, we went to our, our school... I'll be hanging out one tonight. It's called Governors in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is looking great. It, uh, know, looks like the, it looks like the sink at Planned Parenthood right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better do it still uh, legal. Uh, <laughs> oh, how the fuck are you going to fit these two in here? You know, I'm, I know. I'm going to do one at a time. Colin, Jesus Christ. Yeah, let me ask you this. 7.30. Who pays for this show? What? Who pays for this show? Who do you I, think? We do. Joe Rogan. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That cheese looks like American cheese. No, it isn't. No, it's not. Where did you get before we start this shit? You should be asking these questions, Henry. I was um, I don't want to. Where did you get show. the cheese and where did you get the bread? You're gonna eat this? It's fucking sauce out of a Ronzoni can. No, hope that cheese out of the goddamn bodega. I gotta believe they got the bread. Yeah, but a bodega in Brooklyn. It's gotta be real provolone, no? No, it's real provolone. It's provolone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, it's supposed to be Parmesan. It's chicken palm. It's fucking provolone. Oh, I mean, look at this, Colin. This is looking nice. Whoa, that's like Mama used to make. Huh? Golden, that looks man. Nice. It's pretty good. That's golden. It looks pretty. Leave looking it nice really and good. pink in the middle for Colin. Will you? <laughs> hey, what was it like having a heart attack? Um, it's like eating that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice quick. We tell him in the middle. Of yeah. Did you have Did you have a cardiologist before the heart attack? No. You didn't have a cardiologist? No. You weren't on blood pressure medicine? No. I had, My blood, blood pressure, pressure to this fine, day right? is fucking perfect. Really? It was my cholesterol was high, and I didn't take cholesterol medication, you know? I didn't want to take it. I was like, I don't need that. What's called high cholesterol? Yeah. You know? I've only had a few friends have strokes. Like, right. I, I'm blown but away. that's that blood pressure. In their teens. That's blood yeah. pressure. 
That's blood pressure. But yeah, yeah but it's also blockage in your coronary yeah. arteries. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I went in right after the Patrice. You thing. had a heart attack? No. After the Patrice thing happened, my dad and I ate marijuana with Joey Diaz, and my dad's like, "You need to get everything checked out." So I had the full CT scan. I had all the fucking stress tests. I got everything. That's what got me on blood pressure medicine. I got scared. Oh. I got terrified. Are you on blood pressure medicine? I am not. My blood pressure is always great. I've had. By the way, high cholesterol. You know they were selling pills. They keep lowering the number. Yeah. Ooh, you're in your height. Your high 200s is fine. They're not price. even giving the high cholesterol. That's the kind of attitude that gave me my fucking No, it isn't. It's all the coke and four, four, four fucking cases of Diet Coke you drank a day and the 30 packs of cigarettes you used to smoke. Wait, did you, did you used to party? And the chicken comedy seller. Did you used to party? Maybe. No. You still want Coca-Cola. Oh. I didn't party since fucking 1983. That was the last time you party party? Yes. Really? So the last time I did any of it. Well, then it's the chicken wings. Really? It? So yeah. when I, like, when you were doing Cuff Crowd, you weren't partying at all? No. Why did you stop partying? Um, why? Because it was no fun. Why the fuck do you think I stopped, Bert? Because <laughs> it's not fun going out drinking and fucking <laughs> carousing all night. It's fucking, it's, why would you even ask that question? You got it's it? a fucking blast. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's better than writing a script. Yeah. Why did I stop partying? <laughs> that thing's done. That is golden. What kind of oil are you using good. there, killer? Uh, it's a grape seed. Grapes? All right. I'm going to grape seed a shot. <laughs> grape seed. Right here with your grape seed. <laughs> it looks done. Yeah, it does look done. <laughs> Watch it. Take a bite and a nice fucking pink fluid spurts in your face. That is a nice golden though. I just did this show so I could hang up with my heroes. It's like, a, it's like a giant nicotine patch. Look at that. That's pretty. It yeah. looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, cut to me and uh, fucking governors in between shows. <laughs> Playing Game of Thrones. Oh, now you're going to fucking dry it out and dry it. No, it is not. If you could be in my position 20 years ago... You'd rather have them dry it up, trust me. You don't want it nice and rare. How do you like a chicken palm? Oh, rare. <laughs> We're going to put it in the broiler. All right, I think this bad bitch is done. Yeah. I'm going to drain her. I'm going to throw this. Seriously, that is a, that is a uh, very evenly golden... Yeah, it really is. I'm scraping off the fucking cheese. I don't like your attitude about it. I don't like the look at a bread. How about the fact that they, this has been hit, sitting here since 7.30 this morning? <laughs> yeah. That's what you should be worried about. This the will lights be mine. have cooked it halfway through. This was really, he was going to use this in a Michelle Wolf party. He's using a nice one for himself. A good time to plug my show, The Nick DiPaolo Show, at nickdip.com. And your new special. And my new special, but the special just came out, but quarter million views in three and a half days. That's not, it's nice. fucking impressive, breath of bro. fresh air. And then nickdip.com, you can watch me Monday through Thursday nights on YouTube. Has this, has this industry changed, like, about the way you see the world? Because you've always seen the world the same way. You've always been pretty straight-talking, pretty real. Any working-class guy, a guy that, like, works at a dock, a cop, a... a not cops. Like, yeah, yeah, cops, not, not more, firemen. But, but, like, they, they go, that's me, that's our friends, that's us. Yeah. That's, we're not bullshitting. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have hate in my heart, but I'm, that's, how, that's how we talk. When people ask me about my show, like, you know, I, I see some people on Twitter saying, that's where I get my news, and I go, don't do that. And they're like, why not? I go, well, this is about how serious I take it. If there's, if there's three names in an article I can't pronounce, I'm not doing the story. <laughs> Even if it's a fucking Russian attack on us. But has the, <laughs> You're not going to hear about it from me. Has the, has the industry changed as you've seen, like, kind of, like, PC culture? Kind of skyrocket and wokeness show up. Just you... say, just teach him a lesson. Say no. And we'll <laughs> the fuck kind of question? No, not at all, Barry. Wait, you asked the question. Of course it has. What the fuck kind of obvious is that? 
This is this is this is how Tough Crowd came about. This is it's like sitting it's with a metal going. detector, a bullshit thing. Metal detector. You can't get anything. You dummy. I'm afraid to talk around him. Well, it's changed like this. I can't get a comedy special unless I'm a transgender Puerto Rican girl with a hair lip and a fucking prosthetic leg. They, they, that's how it's changed. Yeah. It's gotten worse. Oh. I did my first joke oh. in 1988 on stage. Oh. It's got oh. exponentially worse as far as... Because it's run by, let's be honest, left-wing douchebags. And, uh, has Boston, has Boston changed? Like, doing stand-up in Boston, has that changed? Because Boston was the... When you said you went the first time you ever went to Boston... Oh, yeah! I want to hear that story. How'd that go? I'll tell you that story. It started, actually, <laughs> with... Uh, was it even empty? <laughs> and there you go. It would have been funny if I hit something. Oh, these are gonna be fucking good. It's gotta be the sound. That's what the three surgeons knew. It's not funny if you hit somebody unless there's a wow. <laughs> That's right. They can put it in post. The sound, the sound effects guy was the MVP of the Stooges. The guy. Oh that my goes, god. Yeah. The Stooges was the fucking greatest. I told you, I'm obsessed. I with think you. the script supervisor probably <laughs> keeping continuity. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that monkey One wrench time. was not up his nose. Uh, <laughs> Two scenes ago. One time I was watching the Stooges and they were in court, they're outside of court, you know? Yeah. They're fucking playing jacks. And Mo, Mo's in court, because Mo, I used to have a whole theory about the Stooges and how this family they came from was so bad. And Mo comes out and he's like, we fucking we have a, the judge is like, where are the other two? He thinks they're behind him. He turns around there fucking outside playing <laughs> jacks. And Mo goes, we're caught. And Curly goes, I'm on threesies. Right? Yeah. And he goes, Mo goes, here's five Z's, smacks him in the face. Larry's just watching. And he goes, and here's two Z's. And pokes him up. Violence, good writing. It's all there. It's good. It's like a tone. And here's two Z's. Jay Leno used to, Jay would always, I remember Jay talking about the Stooges on The Tonight Show, you yeah. know, and, and Girls would always you show them the Stooges, and they go, "But it's so stupid." Yeah. And he goes, "Yes, yes, exactly." But I don't think it was stupid because my cousins were just like those fucking three. Really? I, I had the violent leader, then the wild young one, and then the middle guy was like the normal one. Who was Mo? Do so you think the three Dylan? Dylan, I was gonna he say. He knows Dylan, my cousin. He's like fucking Mo. He used to. How do you do it at Kentucky Derby? He used to beat the. Oh, <laughs> did he get his rib? I, I texted him before the show. Who's gonna win? The, the seven or something. <laughs> Probably flying to the guy's house right now with a gun. Bobby Jewell had a buddy, 37 grand he won. What? He had what? the fucking Fuck. horse that ended up being called the winner. He had a, like an exacta three times, and he told me the whole thing. He's gone on for five minutes. Unbelievable. Seven large. First bet I ever placed on the Kentucky Derby, I won. I was 10 years old. It was spend a buck. Like my dad was at the Derby. He said, uh, I'm going to place a bet. I go, hey, place one for me. He goes, what do you want to put in? And Dennis Diaz owned Spend a Buck, and we knew the Diaz family. And I said, I want $100 on Spend a Buck. I won the bet. Oh, I forgot the fucking really? Florida, Gold yeah. Stream, all those tracks I used to like. Oh, dude, we used to go to the dog tracks. You ever go to the dog tracks? Uh, yeah, of course. I, oh. I, 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 I mean, once in Revere. I, I played Highlight one time. You did? I went to Highlight. I think I bet on you. <laughs> they bet on that in Rhode Island. That's huge. That was uh, one of Mike Reynolds' best jokes. What was that? This guy, Mike Reynolds, a comedian. Yeah. And he lived in Florida. And he goes, Highlight is a lot like life. It's a lot of, it's a bunch of Jews paying a bunch of Spanish guys to run around and look busy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do that today? Uh, on, probably uh, on a in Florida. Special? Maybe in Florida.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. So whether it's starting therapy or going easier on yourself during the tough moments or just treating yourself to a complete day of rest, remember, give yourself some love this holiday season. That is so important. The holidays are so complicated from uh, seasonal depression to travel, to travel nightmares, to weather, to, to family to expectations of you behaving in front of your family. Trust me, this is all stuff I'm dealing with, and I'm talking about it in therapy, which helps me immensely to go into these settings and have the tools needed to act normal. I had the best Thanksgiving ever, and it's all because I set myself up for success through therapy. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash burning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash burning. That's what's called, nice. The hat's killing me. I'm trying to take them serious. Yeah. You want me to take it off and just see how bald I am? Oh, that's yours. <laughs> What's the temperature supposed to be? What's the matter? It's too late. Oh, yeah, use the temperature thing. I good, good idea. I always, no, too on, late? On Thanksgiving, I always tweet out, remember to keep that burr between 75 and 80 degrees. <laughs> and, the sec- and people actually get mad. What are you nuts? I'll get people's uh, fucking no. humorless whores. Uh, this is a story I've been trying to tell you. Tell us, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I never spoke in the cellar. I'd walk in and I'd see you guys and I'd just go over to the bar and stand next to Geraldo. It's true, he's the only civilized one. Dude. Until Patrice came in the room. That oh, was he ate And, and Geraldo had a few drinks in him. Oh, yeah. What's went that? To war. Uh, I watched him go at it one night screaming at I each remember, other yeah. across the restaurant. It was so fun. Really? It's so funny because the place is packed with people and families and kids eating. Oh, yeah. There would be screaming matches. That wasn't the only screaming match. Oh, no. There would be screaming matches. It was I a little get, much. Yeah, I get yelled at many times. What was me and uh, Keith Robinson? Sw- yeah, squ- screaming at each other. I was. I always tell everyone about the first time I did a set there, and this it's it's enraging to any comic. But you know, when you tell a story, sometimes you add your own details. Yeah. I did a set there uh, when Mark Maron had that show on VH1. Never mind the Buzzcocks. I was living in LA. I came out. I did my first set there. It was the only set I ever done until the other night. Right. And Noam, not not Noam, uh, Manny came up to me. And I told this story to Patrice one time and, and to Pete Quirley and, I, and Manny came up and he's like, hey, Bert, I think you're really a great guy. And they're like, Manny didn't have an accent. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> well, I don't remember it that way. Right. Yeah. yeah no, he wasn't from it. Italy. Yeah. Well, he's from Israel originally, but yeah. he did have a little bit a of little a, bit. I spoke like, like this, yes. He yes. spoke with a little bit of an accent. Yes. I'm sorry, I added it. I made it oh, 10 times worse. When did you start working at the cellar? I thought, I... I I worked at the cellar in like 85. He put on the air conditioning. The day I, I went to a show there once with a friend of mine in 84, and uh, I walked in, I go, this is comedy. This is what I always thought comedy would look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and Don Marrero was 20 years off when you said that. Yeah, and Don Marrero was on stage at one point. Me and my friend's there. He's got a cranberry juice. And my friend goes, drink it before it clots. And Don Marrero goes, what? My friend goes, nothing. 
He goes, no, no, what did you say to my friend? He goes, no, no, nothing. Well, there were two days. He goes, don't worry. He goes, no, no, tell me what you said. He goes, I said, drink it before it clots. And he goes, don't worry. He goes, oh. Drink it before When you first, when people say, act like it's always something stupid. Oh, but this is my drink. is cranberries. It looks red like blood. And he said, drink it before it Literally, for three Man, minutes, he pretended like to laugh. My friend was this big. And he oh. only doing 15 minutes. He came back to it twice. He goes, anything else? Like, he destroyed him. It was the funniest shit. My friend was humiliated. Oh. It was such a great response to a hackle. And it seemed like he was almost really laughing, but he wasn't. It was oh. so brutal. The first comedy show I ever went to, I sat in the front row. I don't know this guy's name. I, sat, I was with my buddy Eddie. And two dates, we each had a date, and the guy was bombing. And the punchline to his joke, something about going down the river, but the punchline, what he goes, uh, but it was a styrofoam cooler, and it just sits there. And it's like literally five seconds, and I'm looking around the room, and then I look at my buddy, and I go, oh, it's a styrofoam cooler. <laughs> and the fucking room went nuts, and this guy looked at me like, you motherfucker. Ah. And I was like, yeah. And then I went up to him afterward. I was like, hey, how do I get into comedy? He's like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Ah. I was like, <laughs> That's what he said to you? Yeah. Heath Hike. What was that? Heath Hike. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking, him. I'm joking. It's not him. Heath <laughs> Hike. He was an LA comic. He used to do all the puppets. Yes. He'd have like, he'd have, he would bring, and it was a lot, I think. But uh, open invite to Heath Hike if you want to do my show. Um, I think this one's done too. Yes, what it do you is. Think, yeah, right? it is. You could use the temperature one on that one. What's chicken got to be? Uh, I like it at 111, 112. Well, they always say 160, but it's be drier than your mother's ass at 160. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, oh, it's done. <laughs> done? <laughs> it's, it's, you know what's getting sick from that? It's done? Like, it's like yeah, 218. Yeah, yeah. Let's turn this off. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah, two. <laughs> Be really done. No I'm impressed sick. with how how golden yeah, they do look good. They do look good. Seriously, mine, mine not, always get a little dark. Let's not sully them with shitty bread. And is it all right if I don't eat cheese? the bread? I say no. What, is it all right if I don't eat the bread? Wait, well, I'll tell you what. We'll it costs, make it costs. Where's the bread from? Uh, Brooklyn. It's from Giovanni's right down the street. Not Kevin O'Brien's. All right. Kevin <laughs> What were some big fights that happened when, like, when you guys were, like, say, like, in the 90s, 97? Like, do you remember comics fighting? Physically fighting? Yeah. I knocked Lisa Lamp Lampanelli out with a nice right hand one. No. <laughs> I, no. She quit comedy. She should. Yes, I remember that. She did? I'm smelling yeah. like sauce. I don't fucking eat this really? shit. Really? Yeah, she quit comedy for real. Yeah, she's done. What? That's funny. I'll get to the bottom of this. We'll do a full investigation. If I find that can, God bless you. I'm supposed to use San Marzano, fuckface. <laughs> you didn't think I knew anything about cooking. I came up with San Marzano. I don't know anything about cooking. You don't? No. Exactly. I'll so much from my Florida. Hands too. Yeah. I only trust Italians from New York with cooking. Excuse me, bitch. I knew England. Like fucking grandparents from Rebrozzi. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, look at that was horrible. Oh. Once you said Giovanni's, he said it with such authority as a guy who probably knows it's good. I just well, made thank that you name so up. much. <laughs> you did, you bastard. Yeah. Should I dry my hands <laughs> in the flour? <laughs> Ask me where I get. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, it looks good, I'll tell you. Let's see what we got here. Oh, that's done. Yeah. All right.
Put this here. Put this here. What? You think you're putting them back in the oven? Fuck that. I mean, no, 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 no. We're putting them in this the oven to melt the, the cheese, Colin. Anyways. Colin, we gotta melt the cheese. We gotta melt the cheese. No, I don't want cheese. Oh, no, no, melt right. the cheese. I don't like cheese. I'll, I'll make sure that there's a like portion cheese? that doesn't have cheese. No, I only like cheese with pizza. I hate it with the fucking. For real? Don't put fucking provolone on mine. I'm not eating it. Okay, how about this? Vegetarian cheese? No, I hate cheese. Okay, okay. Which one do you want? The one with no cheese. Alright, I'll put cheese on I'm this. I'm lactose one. intolerant, but I'll do it for the show. I'll tell you the truth, Nick is such a chef. You know, yeah. like, I really I'm like, oh this guy really serious cooks great fucking food, has these delicious meals. I've eaten them many yeah. times. Then we go to a fucking we're doing a gig once. We're driving we go stop at a gas station. I still it's do a it. fucking tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> on the gas station. I still do it. it. I still do it. What the fuck? I fuck, I love uh, <laughs> Again, he's so bust my balls for. I understand Ooh. them. That was like 15 years ago. Ooh. But like I said, the guy that's working on transmissions, not making the chicken salad. It's fucking. They have. It's catered now. You can get like imported Italian cheese at a Sunoco. <laughs> you really can't. You can't even get imported Italian cheese on, on Bird Crush's fucking. This is gonna be fucking good. Yeah, this is gonna be did really you good. This? You did it pretty smooth. I know it's looking good, right? Yeah, I actually yeah, had it. them simplify the menu. What's the most? What's the most? What's the most expensive thing you ever purchased or spent money on? Not a house, not a house, like a frill, like a frill. Hooker. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> a frill? I don't know. Like what? Like uh, oh, that's a good question. Like I, I, Give I, us I, three I, examples. I, okay, I got a tour bus for Whoa. for my tour. That's but it was expensive. Fair. That's expensive because I was like, but I wanted it. I just wanted to do it. Uh, I like to get to that um, fucking level. It's not. It's not. It's very doable. Get a tour bus? What do you do? Take a school bus and hollow it out? Put in some <laughs> fucking sleeping bags? It's not doable. <laughs> a tour bus, you bastard! I got a tour station wagon. If, 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 if I don't have cheese, why does mine have to go in the oven with the other two? <laughs> <laughs> to kill any bacteria that's been uh, in the chicken. Trust me, you want it in the oven? It's sizzling out a lot of oil right now. <laughs> do you want, you want sauce on yours? No. No sauce, he just wanted to raw dog it. He knows how I like it, just plain. Just plain. <laughs> He's Irish, they like this shit plain. Oh, have you played in Ireland? Well, last year I did, I did a couple of nights there. What were you gonna say it. when you started that sentence? I was, I was about to say no. <laughs> and then I realized I did do it last year. Because I still resent the fact that I was never there 20 times, you know? I feel like, I, I feel like we have a more of a connection with Ireland, so I'm Irish too. Yeah. We have more of a connection than they think that we deserve to have. Oh, they fucking hate, they call us plastic patties. Plastic patties? Plastic patties. Oh, they don't care as much anymore. Fucking nailed it. Okay. But I had don't fun over Those fucking shows were good. You don't have to eat the bread. You guys can eat it any way you want. I what do we have? Sorry, sorry, sorry. What are you looking for? What am I looking for? Have you done shows in, a lot of shows in Europe first? I just got done touring in Europe. Wow. Where the fuck are the fucking things? What the fuck? Be careful, Bert. This will change the whole show. Okay. Hey, Bert, that looks delicious, you motherless fuck. Are those cooked well? Hi, Colin. All right. You hey. don't want, you don't want those look delicious. Uh, uh. Holy shit, those don't weigh 11 pounds each. You want sauce, I Nick? I would, please, to kill the bacteria and the cheese has been sitting. Sauce, Colin? No, thanks. It's like a goddamn canoe. It's fucking ridiculous. It was doing so good at the beginning. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm glad I don't cook in front of you. I just give it to you when it's done. 
All right. <laughs> Colin, you're going to get rid of the bread, I'm, I'm assuming? Spanish. Giovanni's. Oh, here, let me get some plates, guys. All right. Yeah. Presentation is a big part of this. So you're doing budget Presentation. Yeah, we got a budget. How's it, Colin? Well, pretty good. Yeah? So I have, have to cut my mic. Ooh, take a look at that. Oh. oh, look at that. Juicy. It is. Yeah. It's perfectly cooked. Can I get a... Uh... Yeah. Thank you. This is really fucking good. Yeah, it is. You nailed it. Tampa's a crazy city, huh? Going up there, I knew two dudes without tongues. What? And tongueless Breton. No tongues. Two of them. I saw three dudes get struck by lightning in my life. They have sisters. You did? Yep. And what happens when you get struck by lightning? You shit your pants, all your jewelry melts into you. Wow! That's what happens when I kill. <laughs> <laughs> your jewelry melts into you. <laughs> your jewelry melts into you. You've seen that happen, huh? Yeah, guys. They're struck by lightning at uh, at um, Publix on Bears and Florida. Probably. And uh, I was ten years old, and my dad—he was collecting carts outside. Shopping carts in a thunderstorm. Your dad my, was? No, my dad saw him there and he was like, my dad's like, buddy, that's natural selection. That kid's getting fucking dotted and wow. struck by lightning. Because of his jewelry. We're all inside. Stands up, <clears throat> walks, starts walking back in, right? Like, like confused. We're like, over here. Walks into us and he just goes, What happened? And we're like, you're struck by fucking lightning. And then everyone got to hang out with him. This is in the 80s when like uh, Tam Jim and Tammy Baker were big. Mm -hmm. And so we got to wait for the, uh, the the ambulance to come. And so we sat with this kid. And everyone was like, did you see Jesus? Did you see the Lord your Savior? Did you say that? And then all I said, I was 10. I was like, do you think you have any superhuman powers? Yeah. And my dad's like, shut the fuck up. Where were you, bartender? It wasn't a big drink. I, I bartended all over the city in, in Brooklyn, too. I bartended a place, a, a mob place, Bay Ridge, one time, and had a fight with this nerdy waiter after work. A shitty attitude, drunk, getting a fight. Next day, my friend calls me, he goes, don't come back to work. And I go, yeah, but I want to come at least to get my paycheck. He goes, don't come back. He goes, in fact, don't come back to Bay Ridge for a few months. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. But who was the waiter? He was like a nephew of... Gambino and one of those guys, like they were the owners. Shut which up. I kind of knew they were the owners, but you know. Don't come back to Bay Ridge. Yeah, yeah don't come back. Because you would see them in there, you know, but you never, you know, I didn't think this idiot worked for, he didn't even see him in way to grow up to be Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> then I worked at St. Mark's Bar and Grill. And then I worked uh, a bunch of places. St. Mark's, I worked at, uh, uh, the only jobs I had here were uh, the Barnes & Noble Astro Place. Which one? Astro Place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I saw a girl get beat down on rollerblades one day. What? Why? Was it Ray Rice night? No. No. Uh, <laughs> no. She, uh, there were two doors. You, there were two doors. There was a set of doors you walked in, and then there was like a little hallway, and then another set of doors to get in the store, right? And so uh, they're like, hey, Bert, there's a confrontation outside. Will you go take a look at it and see what's going on? And it's this white girl with three black girls. And so I go out to the, open the outside doors, and as I open the outside doors, they start coming in with me. And so now I'm in the middle in the front, and she's in rollerblades. And I go, hey guys, guys, calm down, calm down. The black guy's, girl's like, she called me the N-word. And I was like, what? 
And then the girl in the rollerblades goes, she is. And she called all the men. I just got out and they beat her down in that little oh. lock thing. And she was on rollerblades. She kept slipping around. Oh my God. Oh fuck, it was insane. I was like, oh, welcome to New York. <laughs> I like how she got out of the way. Yeah, she just got out of I the way. I like that you were the guy they sent out. Yeah. Were you the manager or something? No, I would have worked at the information desk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the information desk is sort of a half bouncer. Yeah, they were like, come on in. Yeah, that was fucking, oh. Yeah, I used to work right down the block and say, Monk Margaret, did you ever go over there? Uh, no, I don't think so. And then, and then I worked the door at Boston, and I remember this, this Puerto Rican couple came up. And they were like, uh, hey, is it good in there tonight? And I said, yeah, but you guys probably shouldn't go in. And they were uh. like, why? And I said, well, they're smoking in there. And they were like, huh? I said, because she's pregnant. Oh, and, she's pregnant. And the guy went like this. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just stepped to the no. side. <laughs> no. I was like, you know, you're not pregnant. <laughs> she fucking went off on me. <laughs> Oh my God! Dude, one of my favorite Patrice stories. So the first day I got my job working at Boston Comedy Club, it was my 26, two days after my 26th birthday. Jim Norton, Bobby Kelly, and Patrice O'Neill are on the street and by that firehouse, and they're catcalling. Patrice is catcalling women. Girls are walking by. He's like, "Damn, it's a fat ass." I don't know Patrice at all. I mean, I know him a little bit, but not enough to talk to him or anything, but I'm working the door, and I just kind of laugh at what he's doing. He's like, what are you laughing at? I said, that's the worst way to pick up a woman in, in the world. He goes, oh, really? He's like, how would you do it? So a girl walks by, and I go, hey, you look like you've had a rough day. Um, why don't I buy you a glass of wine, and we can talk about it? And she goes, uh, I'm good, and kept walking, and Patrice starts mocking me aggressively, right? But I, but it was fun, I and mean, people don't understand that, but it was fun, because it was like, Bobby and Jim, they're, everyone's laughing, and I'm talking to them, and she hears Patrice making fun of me, and she comes back, and she goes, I'll take you up on that glass of wine. And Patrice is like, everyone's like, what the fuck? I had just gotten the jo job working the door, and that was my dream, and I was like, I can't. And she went, excuse me? <laughs> I go, oh my God. I, go, I just got my dream job. This is what I want to do for a living. I, I can't leave this job. I go, I can't go, and she was like, you're being serious right now? And Patrice is like, go, idiot. He was like, go. I go, I can't. I just got my dream job. And she goes, okay. And then Patrice is like, I'll go with you. She goes, no. And just kept walking. Oh. And, and they mocked me fucking horrifically. That's hilarious. Yeah, but it was like, I was like, oh, this is my. And then Karen Burgreen came off stage, stage crying. And Louis Schaefer comes out and he goes, you want to be a fucking comedian? Get on stage. And I destroyed these guys in the most. Just destroyed them, and uh, but I didn't have any material. That's all I could do was fucking right. light them up. How funny is that? That was your first set of Boston. First set of Boston. <laughs> That's a great story. Hi, Karen Burgreen. I remember that. Karen Burgreen walked off crying, and I walked on, and I had brought these guys in and set them down. One of the guys was going to prison the next day, and I sat him in the front row, and I said, I said, what time do you got to make it to prison tomorrow? No one knew that he was really going to prison, right. and so everyone he laughed, laugh. right. and he was like, hey man, you better watch yourself. I go, oh hey, in my act when it says the stupid Puerto Rican chimes in, I'll point to you. And everyone laughed again, and then his buddies laugh, and I go, shouldn't you be, your bike, the delivery's getting cold on your bike outside, and everyone goes fucking nuts. They get up, they walk out, everyone cheers. I didn't have any fucking material. I was, I was like, all right, who else is Puerto Rican in here? <laughs> That's all I could do. I ended up singing the Aaliyah song on stage. <laughs> what happened to Schaefer, Louis Schaefer? He lives in London. Yeah, we yeah. had a roast for him right before he left. They had a roast and he was there. Oh, it was a roast for Hassan, the cook. Yeah. And then Louis was leaving. And Jim Norton goes, Louis Schaefer's moving to 
London, because they, they don't have a Megan's Law over there. Because what? They don't have a Megan's Law. Megan's Law. You ever hear one of my favorite Louis Schaefer ones was Judy Gold's about to go on stage, and Louis goes, "Judy, what do you want me to say about you?" And she goes, "Louis, I don't really care." And she goes, "Just." Please don't make a joke about my height. Whatever the fuck you say, don't make a joke about my height. Because that's all he did. Right. So Lewis goes, okay. And she goes, did you understand me? Don't make a joke about my height. And he goes, sure. So he gets on stage and he goes, what can I say about this next woman except for fee fi fo Perfect. Uh, he was so funny, but not when he wasn't right. trying. When he was trying to be right, funny, right, he wasn't right. funny. Yeah, his act. I, there's still things. There's <laughs> a lot of people like that. Oh. So funny. Yeah, their act gets in the way of their funniness. Yes. Yeah. There's a guy, Mike Burton, who is the funniest human being in the world, but his act never translated. Right, I remember him. He was out of L.A. He's He has every great comedy story. He got a call one time from Vegas. They go, hey, we got a job. Uh, you're going to be opening for Michael Bolton. So come out, bring a suit. It's five grand. You just got to do 20 minutes. And he was like, great. So he goes in. He goes in. It's a huge theater. Everyone's having big dinner tables, right? My, Mike Burton's like uh, this tall, bald. And uh, and he goes out. And they go, all right, you're going to do 20. But they go, you may have to stretch because he's, he's running late. And he goes, oh, I'm fine. I got plenty of time. So they go, all right, house lights dim. And they go, ladies and gentlemen, Put your hands together for Michael Burton. They think they say Bolton. He comes out. He comes out and they like, he cut his hair. He cut his hair. And he starts doing stand-up. And they're like, wait, what's he doing? Oh, God. How about Bruce Minhoff? Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, I know. But how you do you know that Bruce? great story? He's mm. a command from there. But you know Bruce Minhoff? You don't know him? He's Fuck a, yeah. He lives in Florida now. But he, he used to be the MC at the comedy store. He used to have great stories. He used to tell yeah. all those great stories. And one of them was Johnny Carson back 1980. He's auditioning for Johnny Carson. Jim McCauley goes, Johnny's going to love you. So he goes up that night, doing his act. Jim's like, you know, the book hurt. He's like, Johnny's going to And he goes, does his act for Jim McCauley, but Johnny's going to be there that night. It's just an exciting night. They sit him in the bathroom. So he starts not doing that well, and he starts getting heckled by a drunk. He's going, you suck, you suck. It's Johnny. <laughs> Johnny Carson's drunk, and he's, this guy stinks. He's terrible. So he's fucking bombs. Then he comes off stage, he's all devastated, you know. And then Jim McCauley's like, well, it's all right, it's all right. And then Bud Friedman goes, uh, Johnny's drunk, drive him home, Bruce. <laughs> so he, he goes, what? He goes, drive him home. <laughs> so he has to get in Johnny's car and drive him Nightmare. home. And Johnny's in the back with his date. And the whole time he's going, she's going, I thought he was funny. He goes, he's not funny. He goes, he stinks. He goes, you don't understand comedy. And a guy like that will never be on my show. He's not, it's so old, it's just depressing. His act stinks. He's, thinks he's, he's terrible. Just attacking him while he's driving. But meanwhile, all these people uh, saw Johnny Carson, so they were following the car up to Johnny's house. So they get to the gate, and Johnny decides that Bruce told everybody and he lived like, follow me. Yeah. He's going, you fucking asshole. You fucking piece of shit. I'm going to talk to Bud and get you fucking, you're not even going to work in that club again, you oh. fucking asshole. He told these people. But he's oh. like 10 stories like that, you know. Well, those are the best. When when you see comics that are just hilarious off stage, and then the second they get off stage, it's 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 a disconnect. But I think that's every young comic, too, because I know, I was, yes. I was I think I was funny, and then I'd go up and I'd be like, uh, I listen. I listen to myself, and I sound like I'm trying to sound cool. Like, what's up, y'all? What's up, guys? You know? Right, right, right. And, and then I, it was just unbearable. And then you try to be funny, and it just fucking. Uh. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like Nick was more of a natural. Weren't you more or less come out of the gate, kind of swinging? Yeah. He had some early shit that was so hilarious too. Dude, I mean, 
There was a line, what was your joke? I, st I still say this. Uh, nah. Some people say they never said the N-word. Never said the N-word? Apparently you've never put a dime on a college yeah. basketball playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's open. He used to come out and go, yeah, the sandwich, what was the sandwich up at? Remember? That was my first. Uh, His first. What I got when I first went to I went and got a tuna sandwich guy, and then that guy goes, you want mayo with that? <laughs> No, no, it was the guy that with the plunger in his hands. Oh, that's the different. That's the end of the bit. I can't. Wait, you're asking wait, me what's to the bit? What's the bit? He's a 30 years old. I wait, can't fuck yeah, yeah, see if you can find your way well, through. Well, Chappelle always. Every time I see Chappelle, even now, he brings up. Yeah, the guy asked me if I wanted to him, and, I, and I'm going, no, that would make the sandwich much too moist and delicious. Don't <laughs> right. you have any broken glass or fucking road right. salt you can throw in there? And and then then uh, I can't remember the rest. I, how come I always get the guy that you know comes out with a plunger in his hand? Can I help you? Yeah, you could stop by boiling your hands. Fucking something about the rhino virus. I can't. People still. That's what. That's another painful thing. You know, that was literally my second year in the business, so eight, right. 18 months in, and they still request those jokes. Oh, dude. You know, I've gotten a lot better. <laughs> Chappelle always always goes much too moist and delicious to me. And it's almost like, it's not a compliment. I feel like he's digging me, you know? I'm like, that was 30 years ago, Dave. You no, know, but you, one of your jokes, I remember you were working on, I saw you at the, oh my God, the funniest fucking Colin Quinn story ever. We do my travel channel show, Trip Flip. And I have this brilliant idea where I'm gonna get the kid, the two travelers that I'm taking, he's gonna do stand-up. And instead of him having to write the material, I'm gonna put an IFB in his ear, and I'm gonna give the mic to Colin, and Colin will tell him jokes and teach him how to do crowd work, and the kid, all he has to do is repeat what Colin says. We think it's a genius idea. We don't realize the flaw is the kid's listening to Colin do stand-up. So we go, let's test it out. So we put me and the kid in the green room and Colin in the hallway, and Colin starts tearing me apart to the kid in his ear. And I go, all right, go. And he goes, okay. I was like, wait, this isn't gonna work. He's just listening to Colin do stand up. <laughs> and that night you told a joke, you go, everyone's for the environment. Save the polar bear, save the polar bear, save the polar bear. Ladies and gentlemen, if a polar bear walked in here right now, you'd be throwing chairs at him. <laughs> now do one of mine. <laughs> Dude, I really appreciate you guys doing this. You guys have, I can't tell you, it's like, I think I'm a fan more of comedy than a comic sometimes, but like, you guys have made me laugh fucking harder than any two individuals for, I'm telling you straight for 14 years. Since George of Christ was born, I have fucking followed you guys, this, anything you do. Is this the end of every show where you go, you two have made me laugh? <laughs> I was trying to picture who else would be sitting here saying that. Sabo Kano and Chris D. <laughs> A couple hours ago. Yeah, hours Big J Dan Soder. <laughs> anything to plug, real quick? Anything to plug, Nick? Uh, NickDip.com, uh, Monday through Thursdays uh, at 6 p.m. East. I don't know. I can't remember. Fucking. And the new special. It's, the new special, Breath of Fresh Air, which this is going to be airing. It's on YouTube. You can go to it right now. There will be a, a link in this in the bio for this. You can click on that link. Go check it out. Yeah. It is an hour of free stand-up. That is how you should promote yourself First these days. First Amendment free stand-up. It's unadulterated, and uh, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's, you know. If you get triggered, don't watch it. But if you get triggered, watch it. I think you enjoy getting triggered. Yeah, that's where yeah. half the views Colin. come from. Um, this is October. I'm, I'm doing the Harvest Moon Festival <laughs> in Woodstock, New York. And then I'm doing something on All Saints Day, which is November 1st. A lot of people don't have shows then. <laughs> Macy's Day. 
And we're going to try to revamp Tough Crowd. And we're going to try to revamp Tough Crowd. Oh, please. Do you realize how, how fucking quick that show would go viral? Yeah. Yeah, how quick I'm somebody just, would, I would I just It's going to be my passion project to try to get someone to fund it so that I can be well, on I, Tough Crowd. Well, you can I, afford a tour bus, for Christ's sake. You can fund this. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Awesome. Sarge. Great guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine. David's Bridal where brides and bridesmaids get fabulously dressed. We let our friends pick out what we wear, show off our dance moves, obsess over every little detail, hold your hand through it all, smile bravely when it's time to let go, make your dreams come true. The things we do for love, only at David's Bridal.